Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And joining me today, I'm going to try it in French, David Saint-Ange, or David Saint-Ange in English. I met David at the Stacking Sat organized Surfing Bitcoin Biarritz Conference. Bitcoin maximalism at its absolute best. Meeting people from all over Europe. David, you know, he flew in from Canada to come and promote his book, hang out with the plebs, learn, give back to the community. And we sparked up a great conversation. He was manning one of the desks in the hallway where he was talking about his book. His book was given away in the tote bags. And then we got into a great conversation about hyperinflation because he has a brilliant collection of banknotes that have been hyperinflated. I will release this one on YouTube as well so you can see it if you want to go look at the visuals because he holds them all up. It's truly interesting. So thanks so much, David, for coming on. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Before we get to it, I've got to show the show sponsors. Of course I do. That's Coinfloor. .co.uk forward slash bitten. You can go stack some sats and download their app. They are going to drive commission prices to zero for their auto buys on their app. Then use relay, R E L A I dot C H forward slash bitten. They're across Europe. Exchange your Swiss and your euros for sats. It's that easy. In the US, you're covered by swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. That'll get you a free 10 bucks. And don't forget to take control of your keys. Use the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten. Enjoy the app. Hey guys, welcome to the show. David, thank you, to, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a real honor. It feels like I've been invited to Major League for, for one game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great to have you here and um, I'm looking forward to talking about your book. And we will talk a little bit about the conference in, uh, in Biarritz where we met and of course, Lauren is here to ask you the first question. So I, I should I should give up the stage. Yes, step aside. Um, so why did you write Tootstore Bitcoin? The main reason is uh, that while I was researching for a course uh, that I uh, built for a, a, a local college here in Montreal, uh, I've read the beginning, let's say, well, I, I've read 24 books total for my research. And after, let's say, five or six books, I thought I was ready to, 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 um, to, to, to contract my course. And, um, and I was like, wow, uh, I cannot ask my mother to read five or six books about Bitcoin uh, to understand Bitcoin. So I, I was like, yeah, I have to write a book for my mom. Uh, so she's going to have uh, all the insight uh, she needs to understand money, fiat money, and how Bitcoin works. Because 
uh, I've read the first two or three books I, I've read was about uh, blockchain and all that stuff. And uh, I was pretty, uh, I, I really, it was not that hard for me to understand how that worked. Uh, that was fine. But if you understand blockchain, you don't understand Bitcoin. You need to understand money to understand Bitcoin. And also you have to understand fiat. Not really to understand Bitcoin, but to discuss with people who are going to ask questions uh, about Bitcoin and fiat. So a lot of people say uh, Bitcoin is based on nothing. And if you don't know how fiat works, well, you're not going to be able to answer them. It's exactly what happened to me. I was really not knowledgeable about Bitcoin and a bunch of really smart guys asked me question about uh, why there's there's value to Bitcoin and uh, it's not based on anything and I hadn't, didn't had any answer to them. So that's what um, that that's what uh, brought me to have this book reading frenzy, frenzy, frenzy. Sorry, when you you read a lot, uh, well, it took two years to read, and 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 I finally understand all that subject. And I was like, no, my mother is not going to read all that. So I wrote the book for my mother and all the mother in the world and all the people in the world that want to understand money, fiat money, and Bitcoin. Yep, that's the answer. <laughs> Good enough for you? Yes, but I just want to say something. I know you went to the conference because I saw the Bitcoin Frisbee and the bag. Oh, right. Oh, behind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right there. And I, and I brought that to the, uh, the conference. Those were uh, bookmarks for my books because everybody at the conference got my book. So I brought those and, and give them to people. Those are um, Venezuel the Venezuelan money, Bolivar. So I gave one to each person I met so they could uh, have a bookmark for mm -hmm. the book they received. And David was kind enough to give me the little casino chip. Oh, he's the one who found yeah. it and gave it to you. Right? Yeah, because we didn't have one in our bag. And, and David explained he found one on the floor and he was going to give it to the first person he, he met that didn't have one. And that, that happened to be me. So yep. uh, thank you again. And uh, the kids <laughs> enjoyed that story. When I turned up, they're like, what? is this daddy like can we use this to gamble can we go in the casino <laughs> awesome yeah too much movies. yeah way too many movies mm. oceans 11 taught us that oceans 11 taught you how and to uh, count cards and blackjack yeah, yeah. <laughs> no need to gamble anymore that's the beauty of bitcoin yeah, you don't, need, don't to need to gamble no you, just you, buy stacks ads couple stack years savings savings no gambling Saving no investing, just saving. Do you have any other questions for David? No. Okay. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Have a good day. Uh, merci. Au revoir. Merci. I just realized that I was showing the, the Bolivar and uh, it's a podcast. <laughs> so for the people who were asking itself, uh, what I showed is that uh, I brought uh, 200 Bolivar from Venezuela. Uh, uh, to give people uh, at the conference uh, as a bookmark because it costs like it worth absolutely nothing it costs like 10 cents or something like that to buy so it's cheaper than buying bookmarks that's essentially it <laughs> well yeah and when i met you at the conference you you took me on a journey through hyperinflation with the help of the collection of notes you have so i don't mind throwing this one up on on youtube if uh if if people listening now if they if they want to switch over to youtube because david does have some some pretty cool collections uh with him and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute uh yeah. but um i wanted to ask you first of all 
the the course you were doing for the college uh, yep. did did they approach you because they knew you were into bitcoin or was this kind of your job or was this a mandate no. that they were looking for somebody to no it was uh, uh, it's it's a um uh in french it's formation continue which means uh uh it's not a formal course in the in 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 the college it's uh you know when you you work and you go back to the to college you learn new things I, there's a word for that in english i'm sorry i have it but uh it's uh yeah so so it's a seven hour course that i'm offering for for people who are already working uh not to the students and and uh because i was a student of of a uh, participant of those courses on on um on other courses they are offering to workers uh to to specialize in uh let's say computer science and all that stuff uh so i followed like 10 courses there and i met one of my teacher in the metro montreal and mm -hmm. uh, had this idea and i was like do you think it could be uh do you think that the college would be interested in having uh, this this course uh at the college he said well of course yes so I went to see the director and, and proposed the, the course and, and they said yes. And and, and a couple of months later, I was giving it uh, online because the, the, the pandemic arrived and uh, I was supposed to give it uh, um, in person, but uh, now it's all online. So I'm giving the course online. So how, how far deep down the rabbit hole of Bitcoin were you when you proposed that course? Or was this kind of like the, the kick up the ass that you needed? Not that far, actually. I consider <laughs> when I finished actually when I finished the books, I, I was still considering myself as as a noob, because right. I was always um, asking my 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 fellow Bitcoiners that are way far way uh, that discovered Bitcoin way before me. I was always asking them to 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 verify what I wrote and and to just to to seek validation on on what I, I wrote because I I read all those books. It was like 24 books. It's it's exactly like I was uh, I finished like um, uh, undergrad undergraduate, you know, and you never worked, and you're like I have all this data, all that knowledge, but I never applied it at all. I mean, I, I'm fresh, so and I have uh, all those friends from Montreal, from Bitcoin Montreal, ver uh, Bitcoin Montreal, sorry, uh, Verify, uh, Bull Bitcoin. I have those all those friends that I met uh in bitcoin montreal so i, I always send them uh pdfs of the books and can you verify that if, if it's uh if it's okay can i say that is it okay and after reading all the other books and 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 uh, speaking with all those uh bitcoiners now i think i i've i maybe have a master in bitcoin uh, all of them have post phd or something but i think i'm like a master it enough to say that i have a master in bitcoin uh but when i wrote the book i was just undergraduate and and very fresh <laughs> and seeking validation but fortunately all i wrote was was good nothing was was off or anything so i was still green um and now i feel really more uh, 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 con uh confident about my my knowledge i can i can just i can be invited to podcast and, and tell what i think but before that no <laughs> no I, I could not and the 21 books can you name them all or have you got the stack right there behind you yeah well uh yeah i can i'm not sure i can tell uh name them all but i can show you the, the more the one that that had most uh, uh impression on me of course bitcoin standard yeah it's it's the bible for sure um 
the my my preferred one right now is uh, the best book I think uh, it's it's uh, layered money it's it's a Bitcoin uh, the Bitcoin standard uh, uh, like history of money what is money all that stuff but I think it's it's uh, the the good thing is it really present the future of money uh, um, uh, with a, a credibility. I think the way layered money and, and explain us in the history, all layered money, that during history, money was layered by, uh, through, throughout, throughout history. And, and, and that the logical conclusion now that Bitcoin exists, that Bitcoin is going to be the, the, the first layer of money and we're going to build all the money that kind of exists today on Bitcoin instead of the US dollar or gold. Yeah, I really, really like this book. I, um, I back that up as well. Nick's book is brilliant. For those people that haven't picked it up, it's It's actually it's the best right now. It's the best book about Bitcoin. Uh, there's also uh, uh, Inventing Bitcoin. So Inventing Bitcoin, that's another one I'm going to take a minute to talk about because um, on my journey, on my research, I read Mastering Bitcoin first. It's an awesome book. If you want to know precisely how Bitcoin works, that's what's one of the best book. Uh, well, it's the best book out there to know how Bitcoin works because everything is there. But it was way, way too um, advanced for me, even if I'm a computer scientist. Uh, I, I, it was way too advanced. I, I, I'm not sure I understand everything in there when I first read it. And after that, I read Programming Bitcoin. Which is which was great because I'm a coder and and I it's the, the, all the same concept that you learn in mastering Bitcoin. So it was really awesome reading those two books. Uh, so I really understood how Bitcoin works. But this is not a great book to give out to people. Say read that you're going to understand Bitcoin. No, no, it's not. It's it's an advanced book. So so Yan did what what needed what what, what was needed to to be done. He wrote the book to understand how Bitcoin works, blockchain side of, of, of Bitcoin, uh, to understand really easily the, is, um, the way he's explained is accessible for everyone. So I really recommend it. I, I translated with Thibaut. Thibaut Maréchal, your friend. Wait, we, 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 we. Yeah. I didn't so, know Leva. this. I didn't know Tib was part yeah. of that that project. So yeah, his name is Ray Dewells, the one the people who uh, who's gonna watch it on YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah, his name is there. So uh, Thibaut, me, and uh, my our uh, editor uh, translated it. So we did the French version of that. So so after reading it, I was like, wow, this is the way to explain blockchain to people. So I I actually stole is the idea of the lottery to uh, from uh, from Yan for my book. So mining is not a complex mathematical equation. It's lottery. It's it's a lottery that you hash a random number with the transaction and and you win or you don't win the block. That that that's it. It's not it's not complex mathematic. It's a hash function and the computer just randomly change a number in the in the block and and if if there's enough zeros you win so so that's how i explain it uh, in the book and i actually stole the idea from jan with his permission i asked before <laughs> and i say that's the best way to explain bitcoin oh, the, well mining to people so this is what i i used in my book and then price of tomorrow 
Jeff Booth. So uh, this book explains uh, how we got here with, uh, well, with how the croissance, so the growth in the economy, how much it costs in debt. This is really eye-opening because for years now, I, I, I speak with my friend, I say, there's a problem with perpetual growth. I think it's going to break someday. You cannot just always, the company cannot just always keep growing and growing and growing. There's, there should be a top or something. I, I'm not an economist, but it was really weird for me that the company has to grow to, to be valued. If a company just to stay the same, because his market is like the city and, and, and there's that much people and, and uh, they are for service. If that company doesn't grow, it doesn't worth anything. It doesn't make sense to me. So, so there's there, those company needs to grow to outpace. I don't maybe the debt or uh, something. I'm not as I said. I'm, I'm not an economist. And and the explanation for for this idea I had isn't there. It's normal that we need perpetual growth because we need to outpace the debt we're creating to create this growth in the third place. So that was really really eyes opening for me and and the purpose of this book is to um to explain how um a technology will uh, will will create a world that got, we were going to have deflation and uh, when i say deflation to people who got who went to university in economics they all freak out they're mm -hmm. like oh no we cannot add deflation this is the ultimate bad thing so everything is going to crash, everybody's going to die, all that stuff because of deflation. And like, wait a minute, there's different definition. When I, when I say deflation, I'm not talking about real contraction of the economy. What I'm talking about is, is money having more value and price of things decreasing, decreasing not because there's less demand or, or uh, economic contraction, contraction, just because it's cheaper to make those things. It's things should be cheaper and cheaper because our technology get better and better. So this is all explained here. So when people freaked out about deflation, they freaked out about the contact, the contraction of economy and the, the, the reducing demand. That's bad because, because it's gonna, people's gonna lose their job and stuff, but price diminishing and, and value of money going up. It's not bad. It's good. It's good for society. It's good for it's good for the planet actually, because you would not need this perpetual uh, growth to 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 be um, to be a, a good company. You just need to have a market and sell things. Yeah. So so this was a really eye opening for me. And uh, the, the, I, we talked about that. Uh, we talked about that at Biarritz. I was yeah. like, I was reading this, and I thought it was not a Bitcoin book, and I was really happy about it. It was not a Bitcoin book because I was like, yeah. There's a random guy that who understand Bitcoin because it's not written Bitcoin anywhere where at where I was, and it's a Bitcoin book, but it's it's actually a Bitcoin book because <laughs> there's the word Bitcoin <laughs> at the end, so it's a punch. But, but I don't think I heard your podcast with Jeff, and it, it was not he didn't write this book uh, thinking of Bitcoin. He, he mentioned Bitcoin yet yeah, that it could be something great um, for for the future. Uh, uh, but but it's not a book about Bitcoin. It's it's really a book about the future of uh, of of uh, the, the our deflating future mm -hmm. because of uh, technology. 
then we have why buy Bitcoin uh, from Handy. And uh, I've not read the, the second half, um, but I've read the whole part, the, the first half, the part about money. And you know, money, um, there's uh, the role of money, characteristic of money, all that stuff. And uh, I've read a lot of books talking about that, but Handy's, uh, Handy's um, way to describe money is really cool because they're like 14 roles. 14 characters. Exactly. Yeah, 14. I'm like, wow, okay, that's even deeper than I thought. And uh, it's really, really cool. Um, uh, I really, really like this book. I recommend it in my, um, in my book. Uh, and I think he made a case for an investment in, in, in Bitcoin. But as I said, I've not read it. Um, it's just a time, uh, just because of time, because I, I wanted to read the most book uh, possible. Um, and in my book, I'm pretty clear that I see Bitcoin as saving, not investment. But uh, I guess you can tell, you can say that Bitcoin is kind of invested because there's risk and, and there's growth and all that stuff. But it's not really my... Uh, expertise and um there's th this is bitcoin standard in french mm -hmm. and i help uh revise it uh marie my editor uh right right before writing my book because there was a, a lot of uh, english words uh because there was a lack of french words for a lot of things in uh, in bitcoins and uh now we have uh all those words needed in french so we have reread the whole book for a third time in French and in English side by side and just to make sure everything was fine. And we, uh, we, we insert uh, a lot of uh, new words, in fr new French words that didn't exist back then when she translated it. So now the, the, the version you can buy right now is, has all, in, in French has uh, all the, the new French words for, uh, uh, for the, the, the cryptocurrency uh, 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 scene. Yeah. That's, uh, that's very cool. And I got to give a big shout out to all of those authors because they've all given up time to come on the show as well. Uh, it's uh, been a great honor to, to have them on and, and talk to them about their thoughts and, you know, what drove them to write the book and, you know, thinking about the future. And my, my episode with Safe, we did a deep dive with him on time preference uh, because you know, that was one of the, the great things to come out of the Bitcoin standard, one of the many, and to help people understand you know, where, where they sit on the time preference scale. And we've all been driven to this high time preference behavior yes. like throughout our whole lives. Yes. And to, 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 to flip that is so damn important. It's, it, yep. We've really got to get that through to people. But um, I want to ask then, why did you write your book in the French language and not the English language? That, well, was, that must have been a very conscious decision for you. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not, uh, I'm not good enough in English to write a book. That's as easy as that. Because uh, I think I have great skill, writing skill in French, enough to write a book. Uh, it's an art, you know. And uh, well, I, I could have uh, wrote it in English, but it was not, would it would not have been as good as uh, my 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 capacity to write in French. But the great thing is that. I'm translating, I'm making it translate. Well, there's someone's translating it right now in English show. So it's going to be out in English with, with, 
so so imagine if i if i would have wrote it in english i would it would be like a bit limited in, in the language side in english uh so i wrote it in french with all the words i know and all my 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 writing talent or something uh so the guy who's translating is is really good at writing in french and really good at writing in english so he's going to be able to transfer all my uh prose can i we say that in, in yep. french we have the prose word it's the same word prose mm -hmm. um so all my prose is going to be able to translate it with the great the 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 right way in, in English. So it's going to be a way better that book than if I would have uh, wrote it. <laughs> would That's have brilliant. Write it. Sorry. Yeah. And is is the translator, is he is he already a Bitcoin pleb or is this a way yep. of you? He, he is, right? You, no, he not... was not. He was not that much a Bitcoin right. pleb at, at first. He was interested. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> reading my book and 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 uh, reading because uh, he's translating my article too in in, in English because I wrote two article for uh, Citadel Twenty One. I'm really proud of that. And uh, he's the I wrote them in French first. He's the one who's so he's like my personal translator. I'm really lucky to have it. He's a he's a an next colleague and a friend now. So um, and he want to train. He's a computer scientist. He's a programmer, and he want to uh, transition to the writing world uh, someday. So um, so yeah. So we're he's like training with my stuff. So it's it's awesome for for both of us. So he can he's slowly getting as much orange pilling as as possible. Should uh, is he on Twitter? Should should the plebs hit him up and and go and follow him? Uh, I do you need yeah. to give him a shout out? Yeah, maybe I'm I'm, I'm I don't remember by heart is because it's not his real name. Uh, it's I think it's Kevin. Let me just a second. Kevin Hat. Sorry, it's, it's like. Kevin with culture, something like that. Right. Just a second. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't have it. Just that—that's the thing. When you don't use your real name on Twitter, yeah. eh, if you want to get the well, anyway. I'm sorry. No, uh, no, his, that's, that, his name fine. is Jonathan, and he's he's really really cool. But I, I don't remember his handle by by heart. Sorry. That's one thing I found as well. Being at uh, the the conference, we can talk about that now. It's a nice little segue. When people come up and introduce themselves, and then kind of tell you. Oh yeah, this is me, but this is me on Twitter. You're like, ah, yeah. yeah. All the sats start dropping, and the, you know, you're like, I get it, right? Okay, and then, then you kind of like, right? I know you, and I know your kind of personality because I, you know, I've seen what you've tweeted and interacted sometimes. Uh, it, it's a, it's a really unique way of of meeting people that you you feel as though you already know. Yeah, uh, it, it's really really strange. Uh, I'm sure you. I can't imagine how much talking you did at that conference. You and I spent a good 30, 40 minutes just going back and forth. And, and Rogzi was there as well from uh, Découvrir Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, and, and plebs kept turning up and showing up and joining the conversation. It, it was actually crazy because I, I went to the conference uh, to, uh, to listen to the conference, to the sessions, uh, like sit there and, and learn. But uh, in the end, I was at the Rugsy stand. And thank you, Rugsy, for, for sharing your space with me. Uh, and, and I was giving out those bookmarks. And, and people well, were like interested. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a cheval de trois. How uh, you say that in English? It's a, uh, sorry, a Trojan horse. Like you, a Trojan horse. Yeah, yeah, Trojan horse. You give it to people, people are like, did he just gave me like two euro or two US dollars or something? <laughs> no, no, it worth nothing. Like literally, like a, a million 
depth of uh, of a sense or something. So uh, and they're like, oh, cool, awesome. And I I was uh, so I was like, yeah, it's for the book you have in your tote tote bag. It's 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 for me. So I'm the author and all stuff. And after that, I was like, so um, I was showing them uh, uh, this this very. Uh, so for the people who's just on the podcast, it's it's um, it's a bill from Hungary after the war. They were on the losing side. And it's a bill of uh, a million uh, trillion dollars. So billion, so so billion in French, billion is after milliard, which is billion in French. So it's a trillion, I think. So it's a bill of a million trillion pango. So people were like, what the heck? And and that's not the punch of the story because yeah, this is this is the bill. You can see it. There's no zero actually, but uh, but it's it's still uh, it's still impressive. There, I mean, there's no because it's 18 zeros. It's one and 18 zeros after, but it's not it's not printed on the on the on the bill. Uh, but it's a million trillion uh, dollar but, uh, pango. Sorry, but the problem with but no, the the really impressive thing is that the bill before was a million million and and it was printed one month before the million trillion that's that's what's impressive in one month it went from a million million to a million trillion so people were fiberglass can we say that in english sorry we say that in french well, people were uh, uh Flab- flabbergasted i would say yeah uh, flabbergasted uh, yeah, yeah. They didn't understand. I was like, "What?" I knew that there was an hyperinflation in some far, far away countries, uh, and and with weak economy or something. And but I didn't know it was it could be that fast. So, yeah, that's how an hyperinflation works. At some point, it's just parabolic. It's exponential. And I didn't realize that uh, before the conference. But Rugzi made a um, uh, uh, a poster. Uh, about hyperinflation that I, uh, I I collaborated with with him. I, I wrote the text on on the on the poster, and on the poster we say that the month with the most inflation was uh, July of uh, 1946. And I didn't met, I didn't I didn't link it that with those two bills. It's it's exactly the month. It's it's uh it's actually um, June. The, the 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 million billion a trillion is is June and. And the, the million million is May of uh, 46, 1946. So, so that is, it's a month before the, the month with the most hyperinflation in history. Mm-hmm. So, so those two artifacts are, are in my hand. And I find it really cool to be able to show to people that it, 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 it links their mind to the physical world. It's not like just an, an idea that, Hyperinflation can happen in some faraway countries. It's it's in their face. It happened, and it happened really fast. And and yeah. So and I have a bunch of other bills and 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 yeah. People just stood there listening to my my me speaking about inflation and those bills for 30, 45 minutes each. I think I met 100 people because I gave out 150 uh, bookmarks. Um, so maybe I talked to I don't know 80, uh, 100, uh, 80 to 100 
people during those two days about hyperinflation. So I did not arrange build them about Bitcoin or arrange build them about hyperinflation that it exists. Yep. Yeah, it. I mean, you, you had a bunch of other notes as well, and we were going through the dates, and then we found. Well, you 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 pointed out to me it's like look at these two notes same value uh printed in the same that, month but then with the same serial number yeah th those it's it's those one right so it's these double two. spend yeah. so they yep. they are two billion it's it's from greece um it's from greece uh occupied greece uh, in uh, 1945 and those two notes have the same serial number so what they did is uh, they were printing money with press, like, yeah, yeah, it's how money is print, but they were writing the, engraving the serial number right on the press to save times. Because normally you just print the bill and after that you, 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 they use maybe some a stamp like this and stamp all the serial, serial number and, and didn't have time to, to, to do that. So they said, well, we're gonna just put the serial number in in the press, and that's what they did. And we find I have a, a binder actually right there. It's not this one, but it's another one. I have like thirty bills with the same serial numbers. No way. Yeah, I have uh, have at least thirty uh, uh, double spent uh, uh, on, on those bills because I bought fifty of them on eBay, and thirty of them have duplicates. So with the the most one has nine of, with the same serial number. So yeah, so those and and you know what you 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 realize that those bills are uncirculated; they are perfect. Mm -hmm. So so they they print so much that after the war, after the occupations, so some people went there and 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 grabbed the boxes of bills that never was used, never were used, and and now like sixty years later, yeah, is it sixty years later? Yeah, uh, more than sixty years, seventy years later, they're selling them on on eBay. For cheap, I paid like a buck each. <laughs> it's uh, I paid fifty US dollar for 50, fifty bills like that, uncirculated, really old Greece currency. Yep. It, it, and it shows you again how little of a shit they give, right? When it gets to that point, they're just printing and printing, and they can't even be bothered to change the serial numbers because they know it doesn't fucking matter. The game is up. In in Hungary, there's just no serial number at the end. That, they stopped uh, even putting serial numbers on. Yeah, they just don't care. And and th this one is the million from from the series we had earlier, mm -hmm. uh, the, the million, the trillion, and the million million. So this is just the million, and there's a serial number there. So they they at the million they they still cared with serial number, but after after the million they just didn't they didn't care at all. Man, it's crazy. So when it's crazy. You, you you were doing all this this research into hyperinflation, how's it making you feel? Are you getting kind of like angry, worried, I, confused? I, like what, I absolutely what? absolutely love your question because that's that's my um, that's my conclusion about all that. I've not just researched uh, cool bills like that, and I I've read three books about um uh, zimbabwe and uh it was it changed my life <laughs> because um it was very interesting it was uh, very impressive it was uh fascinating okay but 
at the end, those are millions of lives destroyed, completely destroyed by monetary printing. It is absolutely fascinating and horrifying at the same time. So it's a mixed feeling. So you're reading, you cannot, you, it's like a thriller or something. You read the book and you're like, wow, how, how far does it, will it go? Uh, how will it end? It's like a story or a great, a great trailer or something, a movie. And you read that. And, and by the end, you realize that some people almost died because they could not be treated. Well, actually, people died in, in, the, in the hospital because there was no more treatment because there was no more money in the country. So uh, there, there, one of the other saw someone die at the emergency because there was no treatment at all. But, um, but there was also one guy, one of the other was working at a bank and he was in, and one of his big, big client, he was uh, the owner of, of uh, farms in Zimbabwe, big, big farms. He was really rich. And uh, um, and he he had to go for heart treatment or something. He he almost died because he had to go to South Africa, South Africa, to get this treatment. But to have rands, this for people on YouTube, those are rands. To have rands, um, you need to go to Central Bank and win win the lottery. It was an auction or a lottery or something like that, and. It was an auction, actually. Sorry, and and they tried to bid higher and higher and higher to get the rent to to save his client who was rich, but they never won the 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 lottery or the, sorry the 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 auction. But maybe it was lottery or or you had to bribe. The, I don't know. I, the story doesn't tell this part, but they didn't win, uh, never. So so the guy almost died. So the, the big boss of the bank had to go to central bank and and scream. <laughs> the people there if you don't give us rent we're going to pay for it our client's going to die here right now so so they they they, they achieved to uh, to get the rent and the, the guy took a flight to uh south africa and got treated and the story ended well but this guy could have died because he, he didn't have access to to uh foreign uh currency to get the treatment he needed uh uh to save his life that's crazy when you read when you go, when you, uh, and the guy was rich. <laughs> and, and when you realize that it's, it's not funny anymore. It's not fascinating anymore. It's horrifying. That's, that's the mixed feeling I have uh, uh, reading those books. It's, it's a really, really, really sad story. But um, reading that uh, uh, changed my view of, 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 of money. Uh, <laughs> so the importance of real hard money. Yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy, mate. And you know, if that that one example of, of the rich guy, then the middle the middle to lower classes just have no they have no option. They have no, no choice. They have no chance. No. Just just another uh, anecdote to to show you example that to show you how it could affect the normal people. The when the electricity uh, go down and there's a problem. Normal people had to get their car and get the technician at the power company office because they had no fuel or car or tools or anything because they got paid a month or two after the service. So every utility service that get paid a month after, so uh, don't have any money because after a month, their money worth zero. 
Mm -hmm. So imagine running a company that get paid two months after uh, giving the service in hyperinflation. It's impossible. So the power corp company just didn't have any tools or anything to help people. So people uh, went to get the, the technician and 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 to to go to the uh, sorry the the the, the poto in French the 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 thing with all the wires in the street. Uh, right, like the the pylon or the, sorry, uh, the pylon, yeah, yeah, and fix the pylon, and and people had to put their. Uh, um, yes, I'm sorry with my friend with my English shell. Uh, uh, you know the things you you climb in to go the, high. The ladder. The ladder. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so the, the people had to put the ladder of the technician on their car and drive and hold it and drive to the, and and that it's 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 all besides the all the. The people were stealing oil in the trans, uh, transformers and and copper wire because it worked a lot for them because uh, 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 copper wires keep its value but the money doesn't keep its value and and at the end people were using a uh, um, fuel coupon for as money because twenty dollar right. a twenty liter uh, coupon keep its value for 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 the, for forever because it's always worth twenty. Uh, 20 liters so people were exchanging f uh, fuel coupons and 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 people were just buying everything every, it, the store were empty because people were buying everything because everything was any any uh, anything you can buy was a better um, uh, store of value than the money so 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 it's it's crazy and 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 after that the government arrived and fixed price but what what actually happen is that all the store are 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 uh, gets empty because every everybody buy everything and after that the people who own the the store cannot buy back the product because because the the price were fixed by the government not by their supplier so they don't have the money to resupply so <laughs> that's how it was it's it's uh it's a receipt for failure and, and, and that yeah another example of governments get involved and screwing everything up and, rather and than... just to finish that there, there's yeah. there's there's one time there, there it's a big it's a director of a, a store chain and he had to go to the government office explaining to the lady in charge of that price fixing or anything that if they fix price and and they were not going to be able to buy back the product just to to um to uh in their store mm -hmm. and the lady was not understanding that they were like lady if i say if i if i say, if i buy like i don't know shoes for ten thousand zimbabwe dollar and 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 you fix the price at five thousand dollar uh i will receive five thousand dollars i will not be able to buy another pair of shoes at ten thousand dollar because because you forced me to sell it for five thousand dollars i was like yeah well what's the problem with that well <laughs> not gonna have a store anymore well you know the law is the law and you have to sell the shoes five thousand dollars yeah but i cannot buy the shoes I'm, I'm not making the shoes i i buy them from the supplier so they had to go there three times and they actually understood and they changed the law to let them uh, i don't be i don't remember precisely how it worked but they actually were able to change the thing so they were able to resupply at least and have a little profit 
to make to to have the store run but they had to intervene with the government official that say it's impossible what you're asking us it's it's impossible it's really really fascinating it's three books um one is um uh, zimbabwe um warm heart ugly face and the other one is the uh the boiled egg index so there's a thing in zimbabwe that uh, uh the best index they found is how much six boiled eggs were worth in the markets so that was a benchmark <laughs> for for the inflation so because that was always the same about the same you know value but you can calculate the inflation with the price of those in the markets so it's called the uh, and there's a when money destroy nation also right Th those three books i've read about zimbabwe man that's uh, and it goes to show you as well like when when the shit starts hitting the fan like that the free market will find other means to trade other mediums of exchange like you were saying you know they they they, they had the 20 liter drums of oil because they know that is 20 liters like you say unless obviously you start using it it's going to be 20 liters and it's going to well, it's, it's it was be... actually a coupon oh, it was a coupon right yeah, okay it was excuse me yeah, yeah so it was a coupon for 20 liters so it was like a the, the, the coupon was a bearer asset you could go and get 20 liters if you right okay so there you go that, that sounder money harder money than than anything else and the the free market will find that and human action you know this is how we settle on a medium of exchange this is what's going to happen with with hyper bitcoinization like when people realize their us dollars their canadian dollars their euros their pounds they're all just freaking shit they will find and congregate on a harder money Saif says it in, in the Bitcoin Center at every, uh, every moment in history, the people were looking for the artist money of their era. That's as simple as that. And when mm -hmm. I understood that, I was like, yeah, now I get Bitcoin. It's the artist money ever. And it's, it's gonna succeed just because of that. Not, I mean, not just because of that, but that's one of the main reasons going to succeed because Exactly like coupon, fuel coupon in Zimbabwe, uh, um, Bitcoin is an harder money than any money we have right now. So people are going to willingly choose Bitcoin when they're going to understand it. That, that's us, how simple I've, I found that uh, having read all that stuff, uh, I think people are going to finally someday understand that Bitcoin is the hardest money we have. And we will and we were, uh, ever will have it's it's the end of it's the end game of money it's perfect there's no more bullshit no that's it, that's it. <laughs> like this is it guys you know jump on the train and yep. it's you know like like nick says in his book this is now the the apex layer called you know whatever analogy you want to use or the base layer the new base layer yep. um everything now comes after bitcoin and yep. it will be layered on top, like we're seeing with Lightning and all of these other different um, like loan sites or peer-to-peer -peer lending. All of this stuff will be built. And instead of it being built on the original foundation of gold, which was obliterated, we now have this new foundation. And yep. it's so damn exciting. But so what's interesting is you're doing all of this research as the country you live in is going fucking bananas and printing and printing and printing like it's crazy i mean have they printed 
you know, the, the most out of like the, the so-called G7 nations? Uh, uh, do you have any figures or anything like I, that? I don't know, but uh, it's like three times our balance sheet, something like that. So it's it's really okay. gone per- parabolic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think we're the worst uh, 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 compared to our GPD, but mm-hmm. we're... we're uh, yeah, we're definitely at the top of the countries that that printed because we can. That's that's why, it's it's we can print that money because our our of our GPD, uh, and yeah, that's that's what that's exactly what what I explain to people when they're asking asking me, well, is it gonna happen with euro? I say, well, it could happen if if but but the difference between Zimbabwe or or Venezuela uh, uh, with with Euro is there's there's demand for Euro and there's demand for US dollar because of the petrodollar. Uh, petroleum is 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 uh, is traded with US dollar, so there is demand. There's a constant demand for US dollar. That's exactly why the US can print uh, money uh, without having too much inflation. It's because there are always demand for their money. So euro, um, uh, US dollar, and I guess uh, one, uh, China, I guess that there's always going to be some demand for those uh, for, for those currencies in our current system. Uh, uh, so I, I, I don't think there's going to be hyperinflation with euro or US dollars uh, in short or, or medium term because of that demand. What what in my research what I found is that um, it's always a, a loss of confidence on the government and a, a complete lack of demand for the currency that caused the hyperinflation. It's both. It's not just the people have lost confidence in in the in the money. It's not just that because if there's someone's willing to buy a Zimbabwe dollar for I don't know let, let's say they have uh, wood they don't have it let's say they have wood and a lot of wood. And so people are going to still buy uh, Zimbabwe dollar just to transact, to buy wood from Zimbabwe. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to have um, an effect on the uh, uh, people will not trust the money, but they will buy some just to get wood. So it's going to have a demand that is going to uh, it's going to prevent hyperinflation. What happened in Zimbabwe is that nobody outside of Zimbabwe were using Zimbabwean dollar. Uh, so it 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 uh, when when you reach that point, it's 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 parabolic. It's nobody wants because the the country needs foreign money f- to import things. So they're gonna offer ten times more money uh, 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 each day <laughs> to get the foreign money. They say, oh, you don't want the the official rate? Okay, I'm gonna t- t- give you ten times the official rate and. The next day is going to be the same thing, and it's going to next day. So it's it's parabolic. Um, so so that's what I found. So so with the U.S. dollars, we're not going to happen soon, or, or the euro because Europe is big and there's demand for euro. Maybe with Canada too. Maybe we're protected because some pe- people want our woods and our aluminum and our hydroelectricity and all that stuff. So so we there's a kind of demand for for the the Canadian dollar but not as much as euro so that's the difference I make after studying all that is that it's not just losing confidence in the currency it has to lose every um, it, it, the, the, to have hyperinflation you need to have zero 
demand for the currency. Now, after that, boom, hyperinflation. Hmm, interesting. What would be the scenario then that a country like Canada that's printing so much all of a sudden loses that demand? Uh, it's not like, yeah. it's not like the, the people don't have demand for the currency, like per se, but like you said, they have demand for the the, the, the materials, the raw yeah. like resources. What the country that, has to offer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. And, and, and what prevents hyperinflation in, in uh, Western um, countries like Canada or, or Japan or, or, uh, or, or, more of us are our friends or our United States is that there's a limit. There's the, 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 I said that they are like three times their, the whole balance sheet. They cannot go 10 times. They cannot go 20 times. They cannot do that. They, they will stop someday because there's a ratio there. The, those economists have a ratio that we cannot pass. So that's how they control it. They, they, they diluted the money a lot, but they will not hyperinflate it. But in, in Hungary and in Venezuela, in, uh, in Yugoslavia, yeah, Yugos Yugoslavia right there, 5 billion, um, they, they were just printing money of the press without any regards to those GPD to debt ratio and all that stuff. They were just printing. So that, that's how you get hyperinflation. You just print it. So, so, so yeah, that's, that's the main difference. So if, if I'm not showing those things to tell people buy Bitcoin because your euro is going to hyperinflate. That's not what I say. It's, mm -hmm. There's a difference between those. But this is example of what happened when there's no control at all. And and I say right now at, at uh, short term or mid, uh, medium term, it's not going to happen to us. But maybe if uh, petrodollar does not exist anymore, maybe if uh, petroleum is deal uh, in, in uh, ruble or 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 um, or one or I don't know maybe <laughs> maybe the the US dollar is going to inflate more and more because uh, uh, there is going to be less demand I don't know so so those are macro thing but but uh, before hyperinflation would would occur those things have to change and I'm not specialist at that I'm not an economist but it's just what I what I I, I realized reading all all those things. Now, it's been an interesting meme going around on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, the 1,000 euro banknote with Christine yeah. Lagarde's uh, yes. face on it. This morning. Right. It's perfect. <laughs> it's a great meme. It's a brilliant, brilliant meme. But it is only that, listeners. It is a meme. Uh, it, that is not um, coming. Uh, what is interesting, though, they're going the other way. And the, the 500 euro note, which was the highest denomination here in Europe, that was stopped uh, end of production uh, 2000, Jan 27, 2019. Euro Central Bank stopped issuing and distributing 500 euro banknotes. So ominous date, Jan 2019, just before you know the, the shit hits the fan and everywhere in the world gets kind of locked down. Read into that whatever you want, people. But it will at one stage just be come illegal like it, you will have to take it to a bank and you'll have to uh, exchange it now they, they say did that in india they did that in right? india yep. they do it in the uk all the time I, i'm you know that all the time i'm not sure they do it in the us i think uh, but 
No, only the U.S. Like uh, the, they did the wars group. in the U.S. with gold, but that's another story. Right? Yeah, they did. But in the U.K., like a twenty-pound note, a new twenty-pound note will come out. For example, that means all your old twenty-pound notes are going to be worth less, completely What? zero within six months. So you have What? to go. Yeah, this happens all of the time. Every oh, so time. Also, I guess they're doing that to uh, prevent people from burying their money. And, exactly. And, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And to, to force them to have it at the bank. Yep. So you okay. have to go to the bank. So imagine you turn up at the bank. This is exactly what they did in India with, um, I can't remember which denomination, uh, rupee, but it, it, it's a regular thing in the UK. They even changed the pound coins, the two pound coins. You know, these will not be legal tender within six months. Take your old pound coins in. It's wow. unbelievable. And something that you grow up with, you just, yeah, take that for granted. But now you find one of these 20 pound notes in an old suit jacket or something. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just toilet paper. Yeah. Worth so, less. so the thing is, it's not the instrument that has the value that that's it's not a bearer check. Even it's 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 a permission from the government to carry 20 bucks. That's what it is. If you have a date on it. Uh, if you have an expiration date, it, the 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 paper, well, the note doesn't have the value by itself. It's it's absolutely a permission for that time for the elapsed time to own twenty dollar and exchange it. Yep. After that, you're it's it's worth nothing. That that's and a here's wow. the crazy thing, right? They don't put the expiry date on the note. Hmm. Of course not. No, but that note is going to expire hundred percent. Definitely in the UK, 100%, that 20 pound note in however long they decide that they are going to change them and they'll put and some spin on it. We're going to make them smaller. It's better for the environment. We're going to make it out of paper. It's less, less, um, it's way more difficult to counterfeit. So it's all for your own benefit, of course. Daniel, tell me with a straight face after that, when they're going to introduce the CBDC, that there's not going to be expiring date on them. Tell me with a straight face this is the conversation that we got into in Biarritz and this is exactly where I was leading you and this is it comes down to you you have a bearer asset there with an expiration date on it right uh it was a, yeah, yeah, a yeah, banker's yeah. check I think you had it's in Zimbabwe well well just just first in Zimbabwe when yeah. they were uh they went it was a shortage of physical money because imagine all you have is uh $20 bills, but to buy, to buy bread, it costs $2,000. So there's, it's gonna, you're going to need a lot of uh, $20 bills to pay. So, so they introduced um, traveler's checks. So people were paying with traveler's checks. It's, it's from the government. It's, not, it's, like, it's not from a company. It's, it's Zimbabwean uh, uh, Central Bank. Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe travelers check, but people had to sign them and and with stamp at the bank and all that stuff. So it was cumbersome. So they introduced what you're talking about, the bearer check. So so those are check without signature, without the need of a name of a signature signature, but there's an expiry date on it. So so yeah, so they they were using that instead of bills and uh, uh, legal tender notes for for a long time. Uh, they had a lot of uh, different uh, uh, size, and and that that's what was the money in uh, in Zimbabwe. And I don't actually know why. Uh, I've not read anything that explains why they were using bearer check. I think it was just to replace the 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 traveler's check or something. Uh, but they were they they were hundred billions. The the last one was a uh, hundred billions dollars. So they they started at 
I have one, it's 50 cents in my collection, up to $100 billion in, in, <laughs> uh, in, in, I don't know, less than a year or something like that. A hundred yeah. billion with an expiry date on it. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. It's, it's funny, but it's, it's horrible at the yeah. same time. It's so, horrible. It's horrifying. This, this is when we started talking about the CBDCs, when we were standing in the yeah. hallway in the, in the conference and it suddenly dawned on us, or maybe you'd already thought about it before, uh, that you know, let's walk through how they're going to roll out a CBDC. First of all, they're going to have you download like um, Fed app or ECB app or wherever, whatever country, CAD app, um, because we're going to helicopter you some, some of our government money straight to your app. But before you do it, we need all of your data, KYC to the absolute max, yep. everything that we uh, can use to track you. That's the only way that you're going to stand an opportunity to get this money, the CBDC, whatever they want to call it, right? Then that first airdrop, like you predict, is going to have an expiration date on it yep. to spur consumerism, to get people into the shops, to get the point of sale machines up to speed, to iron out, on, and then you're fucked because... <laughs> there, there's two things I want to say about that. First is I heard Christian Lagarde on a clip on, on Twitter mm -hmm. saying that um, we need negative interest rate to save people, you know, you know to, to save the economy for the people. But what it actually does is that people want to have people that has money don't want to leave the money at the bank. So they buy assets. It just inflate assets price like uh, um, real estate. So the people they want to protect cannot get a cheap apartment anymore because everybody's buying all the real estate. So it's it's doing the exact opposite. And about the airdrop, this that's the second thing I wanted to say. Oh yeah. The the Trojan horse here is that the central banks don't have a direct um, uh, connection with the the with the people. So what happened with normal banks? My guess is that normal banks gonna uh, use Bitcoin because uh, if central bank can send money directly to, to people, why would banks exist? Because normally central banks uh, uh, lend money to the banks who lend money to the customers. So if central banks has direct access to the clients or the, the, the people, um, the banks will say, well, we're useless. So let's offer Bitcoin accounts or something like that. Maybe that's what's going to happen. If they're smart, if they're listening or they're, they're following what's happening right now, I guess that banks are going to jump on Bitcoin train to protect themselves from uh, getting uh, erased completely. Well, uh, not erased, but uh, you know, uh, getting uh, obsolete by, mm -hmm. by CBDC. That's, that's what I think that could happen. Pretty interesting. It, it's that's been playing on my mind as well. The, the exact same conclusion, and I think it was a conversation with Jeff Booth that um, he he brought this up. He's like, "Well, what's the need for the banks if yeah, the central maybe, bank I, I, can I, go not, straight I, to you?" I don't think I invented that. I read that somewhere, and I'm pretty sure it's in, in uh, sorry Nick book or Jeff book. Uh, right. You said yep. Jeff or Nick? 
Um, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff? Yeah. Or not, it's I not think... in his book, but it's on a podcast. I, I okay. think. Um... Well, maybe Nick is talking about that in his book, uh, yeah. Learn Money, because he's talking yeah. about the CBDC. I, maybe it's where I, 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 I read this idea first, but uh, it makes a lot of sense. It totally does. And it, it flips the game board again, you know? Yeah. So all of a sudden, these banks to, to survive, they, they, all they've been doing for the last certainly since 2008, is taking that cash as it comes in, rolling it out to their AAA customers, AA, A at, um, you know, you know they're, they're risk-free customers. Like, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden you call up Apple, you say, yeah, do you want to, do you want to lend, a, do, do you want to uh, borrow a billion dollars at like 0.5%? They're like, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll take it off your hands. Uh, like, you know, yeah. before, before it gets down to us and the mortgage is still four and a half, five percent um you know that that's how seniorage works and uh the, the cantillon effect um the what so what now if they're not going to have this flow of money what are the companies going to do they they hold all of that liability for the companies one of the it's going to take just three or four companies to go out of business and you know all of a sudden they're holding all of that risk that could cause a shockwave in the market and they've got absolutely nothing to offer it's even like Joe blogs on the street anymore. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's. I think the term is the zombies company. The zombie companies. Zombie companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's exactly what. Well, Which makes up ninety percent of any stock market right now, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, because people are just placing their asset, their money there to have assets to prevent them from being hit by inflation or a negative interest rates. So yeah, so, so yeah. You're like, yeah, everything's going well. The Dow Jones is is uh, to the uh, to the roof. Uh, wow, it's awesome. Well, actually, just inflated by money printing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many people in the planet right now. What's the percentage of people that who understand that? I think that the the uh, ninety percent, ninety five percent of people look at the news and see the the Dow Jones line and are like, wow, that's awesome. All I see is like. Wow, they printed that much money. This is all I see. Yeah. It's very different. It's not success. It's not it's not a measure of success. It's just a measure of of uh uh all it's it's a, it's exactly the the total of print the money that got printed put in the hand of the triple A and double A clients that invested in a stock of a company. That's that is crazy. It's not investment, it's it's uh it's just protection against inflation and negative interest rate. It's very, very different. And the, like, you know, the worst thing is that these, these companies, they take that money on and the first thing they do is buy back their own stock yep. to inflate their stock price, to yep. make the quarterly number, to make it look as though their sales are good. But the guys that are doing that at the very top at the same time are writing options to sell stock in six months time. Yeah, it, it's so bad. <laughs> like we're laughing, it is laughable. And the bet like is laughable fucking Christine Lagarde, convicted criminal found guilty in the court of law for yeah. helping 425 million euros find its way into Sarkozy and one of his cushy mates pockets that she was part of the whole scheme she went into that courtroom facing 18 months in prison and like a stupid fine of like 13,000, 20,000 euros or something, was found wow. guilty, convicted, 
did no time, paid no fine, now head of the ECB. So you worked that out. And after that, she tells us that we need negative interest rate yep. to save the people. Mm -hmm. And it, we should just be happy to have jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. Wow. You don't need saving. You just need a job. Mm -hmm. Pardon me? It, it, uh, yeah. The, the, and I cannot express how glad I am to understand all those things now that that I've made my research and, and educated myself in that. Because if, if, you, if you don't know all that stuff, you're going to believe what they say. Um, and, and actually, I just want to, when she said she wants to protect people, it's because their thinking is that we need interest, negative interest rate. So as you said earlier, people need to inject money in economy to create jobs. That's what she means. There's a logic behind that. So, so people are going to have jobs and, and be able to eat. That's their way of thinking. If people work, they're going to be able to, to eat. But there's an alternative. We, we don't need to print all that money because when you print money, there's, there's, no, there's not more, uh, ass, there's not more uh, people or resources and all that stuff. All that is stay the same. We, don't, we do not invent people or resources. So, so what do we create? I don't know. We create tickets for for people to use those resources uh, on how they want, not not let the the market decide what's the best use of those resources. So so they actually um, uh, um, taking all the resources for the those triple A and double A clients, and they and they, they do whatever they want with it with the printed money. That's how you break an economy or or a real uh, uh, free market. So. So I get what they want to do because we're in this system. So, but, but, and, and if, if, if we don't print money right now, it's going to create real, real uh, problem. I understand that. But someday the system is going to have to crash or change, or I don't know. Uh, is, I think you have heard in one of your podcasts. So it's some, you or someone said it's going to either be order, happen orderly or disorderly or something like that. So I don't know how it will happen, but at least now we have it. The people who understand Bitcoin have a choice to place their value, store their value somewhere safe and not inflate the Dow Jones or the stock market. Exactly. And you, it, we were talking about this perhaps before we started recording, but it, it's so easy. It's so simple. You now have a savings technology, something that many uh, from like the millennial generation downwards, perhaps even like the younger Gen Xers, they may never have seen an interest rate above like two and a half percent. Like, you know, I'm slightly older. I remember late 80s, early 90s, they were anywhere between 12, 15 percent. And if you had a decent paying job, um, obviously I was a kid, teenager at those times, but say, uh, my father, for example, had a half decent job. His monthly pay is hitting the bank account. That is compounding at 13% over 12 wow. months. Wow. 
you're okay. That's a bank offering yep. a good service. You, you're, you're, you're happy to invest in that business, which is what you're doing. By depositing your monthly check into a bank, you are investing in that business. That, that yes. money is no longer yours. It is now the bank's. But if you are happy with their service and they are giving you a good rate of return, this is how it used to work, right? Now, yes. zero service, zero fucks given, and 0%. Likely to be negative. And why would they, you invest in that yeah like, and and they force you and at least in the uk to have your money in the bank because the bills right. uh, mm -hmm. expired wow what a scam i mm -hmm. mean you're you're forced to use it uh well actually you need you needed to have your paid deposit and all that stuff so so anyway for the mortgage so and and i don't think the, i don't think the bank's going to disappear because they're they're offering services uh, that people need uh, but but as you said before they were offering a service in exchange of uh, interest rate and all that stuff but now that the government well central banks uh used the uh, interest rate uh, uh for their um interest rate is not a, a marketing tool from the bank anymore to well in the free market of money and lending and borrowing if there's not enough uh, uh savers the interest are going to go up. Mm -hmm. And if, uh, if there's not enough borrowers, the interest rate is going to go down. It's a free market. But we don't have that right now because the, the bank are not lending our money. They're lending the money that the banks, the central bank prints. So it's a distort market. So yeah, well, there's other people that say, oh, capitalism and free market, that doesn't work. Let's look at right now. I mean, this is not free market or capitalism. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's central bank driven economy. It's 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 not what it's supposed to be. That's because always an interesting one when when you're speaking with uh, noobs that are coming into the space or or people that just don't want to listen to you and they'll just turn around and say, "No, capitalism has to die." It's because of capitalism that we're in this mess. And you're like, "Explain capitalism to me again," because I don't yeah. think you get it. I think you might be kind of off kilter or, on what what capitalism just, is or you've been lied into thinking that you live under a capitalistic and, and free market kind of uh, democratic society because i tell you we ain't in one and if we were it'd look a lot different exactly and when people say that bitcoin is not money i'm like well define money please nobody can define money because nobody know what money is. They think it's money is the currency, but it's two different things. Uh, there's well, yeah. There's there's uh, later if if we have time, I could explain. There's the the, the words in French are very um, uh, are not precise at all about all that. So it's very difficult to explain all that in French because mm -hmm. people have different concepts. A different definition of each words that are not precise at all and it makes a lot of confusion in english it's pretty easy you have money which is uh general terms that mean anything you could obtain to exchange in exchange of a service of uh that we, you're not going to use uh, for for its own uh um, uh purpose you're going to just you exchange it for something else that's money a currency is 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 the money of a country like the, the currency of a country in in, in french though all those words are all messed up hmm. it's it's really weird uh well actually i can 
there's there's money is argent in French. It's the same damn word than silver. Yep. But argent uh, doesn't really mean money. It 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 could mean your wealth. This guy has a lot of argent. It means this guy has a lot of wealth. So in my book, I need to use uh, argent metal, metal argent, because to differentiate when I talk about silver, because it's the same damn words. It goes farther than that, because money, which is the exact trans translation of money, people don't understand that it means money, because money is argent for them. But money literally means money, but for the people, money means the change you receive when you, you buy something. They give you the money. So, so I had to clarify that in my book just to have the lingo for the people to understand all those words and money. And, and the last word is you have currency. We don't have currency. We have the V's, which is exactly the same thing, but you cannot use the V's for your own country. It's the, 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 the currency of the other country. So when you talk about the currency of your country, you cannot say the V's, which is the exact translation of currency. You need to use mon money. So, and you cannot use argent. So you're like, well, uh, so in English it's simple. So there's money and there's currency. In French, we have four words and they all mean the same thing and they all exclude themselves from each definition. So I had to do a, 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 a precise research with three dictionaries and all that stuff and documentation just to understand the lingo of uh, the words in French to define, to, to, to say the word money or currency. Yeah. And also, you have the liquid or the pièces. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you know what? In, in the Talon Bitcoin, ouais. uh, Bitcoin Standard, Marie, the, my publisher, used the word cash because there, right. there's no there's no translation in, in French. It's argent comptant. You 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 recognize argent and comptant. I don't actually know what it means. Comptant. It means uh, uh, it means I don't know. Like it's it's from counting or something. So there's argent comptant, which means cash. But when you want to say digital cash, you cannot say uh, argent comptant. It doesn't make sense because argent means the bills or the wealth. It doesn't mean money. Money. So it, it, it doesn't make sense using argent comptant in the context of digital cash. So we found something like, uh, I don't remember, like uh, uh, argent comptant numérique, so digital uh, money, cash, mo digital cash money, something like that. I'm going to yeah. trigger you now. I'm going to trigger you because uh, we also have here, for example, uh, you know, if I, if I want to go and wash the car, um, then it's a deux jetons. Yeah. <laughs> token token yeah okay yeah. token the, yeah in french uh we need to use token for coin like in bitcoin <laughs> and because all you guys that speak english when you own bitcoin you own your coin but there's no translation for that it's pièce in french that literally mean uh metal money like uh yeah, so so th th those piece of, of uh, cents or, or, or quarter or stuff. So that uh, pièce means that it doesn't mean uh, to uh, 
there's no direct translation for digital coin. So the 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 government here, who's uh, in charge of uh, French uh, language or anything, it's called OQ OQLF, uh, stated that it's we need to use token for coin, but they didn't make the difference with the token on other blockchain. So in French, in my book, I need to use the same word we use for shitcoin <laughs> in my book. I was like, and a lot of Bitcoin are triggered by that. Like, why do you use token? I mean, it, it's the word. I, I cannot, it's the real word in French. I need to use token. And now I, it doesn't it doesn't bother me anymore. I mean, it's, it's the word, it means coin. And it's the same concept for every blockchain. But uh, I just say Bitcoin instead of, Sometimes I, I use jeton when I talk or coin when I really speak about UTXO. Mm -hmm. I use I say token or jeton uh, in French, uh, but uh, but yeah, it's fine because. Can I ask? Is it is it because the acronyms here fuck me up as well? I mean, learning French, man, Jesus Christ! I mean, like it showed up exactly what I was being taught through the five years of studying it at GCSE level in, in, in classrooms, what a total waste of time, like, you know, a complete total waste of time. When you get here and actually start trying to learn the language, you just, you, you, it's completely nuts, but all of the acronyms are back to front. So I want to know, like, uh, like the, the IMF, for example, is the MFE or something, or the, 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 the ECB here is the, uh, uh, and uh i want to know is a utxo a utxo is it utxo yeah. oh thank you there's no there's no, there's no fucking with bitcoin no like, okay. there, there's no there's no translation for utxo so i just use utxo yeah right. yeah we're, we're well actually maybe someday we're gonna create one I don't know, but right now there there's no there's no official uh, entity that, that that had added them to their dictionary. So I just use UTXO. It's it's a, it's a concept anyway. I explain the concept and I say it's called UTXO and that's it. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes with, with very specialized language, you you just keep the the word in English. Mm -hmm. uh, but 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 let's say for coin, I didn't want to use coin. Because in in my book, because it doesn't mean anything in French. Well, doesn't it mean uh, corner? Quoi? It's, it's spelled the same, right? Uh, C O I N. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's a word in French. Also, right. you're right. So it's it's really weird. So so yeah, jeton token, perfect. Well, not perfect, but I mean, <laughs> I use it. Okay. <laughs> that's that's his excuse, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's cleared it up. So if any French Bitcoiners are reading uh, Toutes Bitcoin, uh, that, that's why the word jeton is, uh, is Isn't in there. there. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, David, we should probably start wrapping it up. I always ask the, the same question at the end of the show. And if that, um, that is, excuse me, if you had one orange pill left to give to someone, who would you give it to and why? Well, there's two, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, here in, in Quebec, there's uh, two uh, very well-known um, uh, uh, public figure at, on radio who I like to listen to every day. And, and they, are, uh, they are not interested in Bitcoin, interesting in Bitcoin, and they always say really stupid things about Bitcoin. And they, has, they have, both of them have uh, 
really great audience here in Quebec. And, and I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are looking up to them to, 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 to know if Bitcoin is good or bad or, and, and, and I, I would like to, to orange pill them because not maybe to, to bring them to Bitcoin, but just so they stop set, saying silly things on radio with big audience uh, saying that Bitcoin is uh, destroying the environment or, or that Bitcoin is for criminals, all that. So just, just remove all, remove all those, that noise that, that, that has been debunking for years or months. Um, I would I would like just have like two hours with each of them and say, look, when you talk about Bitcoin, <laughs> this is not true. This is it. That's the purpose. That's what how it's going to change the world. Well, actually, I I I I want them to read my book someday. Maybe I'm I'm gonna do action to uh, to make sure they they're gonna read my book. Maybe it, it's gonna be possible someday. But uh, yeah, that's those two guys. One is uh, an economic, um, uh, sorry. Uh, well, it's the guy at the radio I listen who's talk about econ uh, economic uh, economy. And the other guy is just, um, uh, sorry, animator in French. He's the radio host who's a journalist. And um, and he doesn't, it's just that when we talk, that when they talk about Bitcoin, they say, oh, Bitcoin doesn't interest me. I, I think it's for criminals and stuff. I like can you just open your mind a bit and maybe it's a thing that's going to change the world and and maybe you're going to have to talk about it later so just take take i don't know three hours just to study the subject and after that if you don't like it that's fine but at least you're not going to say silly thing on 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 radio that's it. yeah th th those two guys you need to swag bomb them a couple of your books you, yeah just, that's just send, uh, yeah. just send them in yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Well, actually, for, for both of them, I, I try to find people who are connected to them, just not to say, you know, if, if it's on their secretary desk and, and mm -hmm. it, just toss it because it's, it's on about Bitcoin. I want, I want, I want someone who's going to tell them, like, read that, please. And, and we're going to discuss it after. So uh, it's, it's a work in progress. <laughs> All right. Any listeners can help. Uh, reach out to David if uh, if you're in the um, which, uh, how far do you want to dox yourself um, kind of well Montreal, the first is uh, uh, yeah it's easy the first is uh, Patrick Lagasse he's a radio host here in mm -hmm. uh, in Montreal and the second is uh, Pierre-Yves McSween uh, so if there's Quebecer uh, listening to the podcast they will know who they are they're a public figure here and uh, Pierre McSween is, is not about he, he got it he, he understands Bitcoin now and what he says is uh, well he, he did a TV show when he lost well he bought Bitcoin and he lost the key mm -hmm. and his argument for months was that Bitcoin is bad because I lost my key I'm like this is not a real reason you just lost your key you didn't follow the instruction you cannot lose your key you just write the words store them safely it's written in my book i mean it's it's easy stuff if if you if you if you want to study bitcoin you're gonna you're gonna know how to store your key so losing your key is not an argument about bitcoin at all so that's the argument he used but now he passed that uh he's he's better but uh but anyway i would like to talk about bitcoin with him just to have his feedback on how now we and 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 giving me real data instead of uh yeah the boiling ocean thing <laughs> yeah the fud man the fud this the fud. is this is our biggest fight it's yep. but this is what we do this is education and we are it's a ground up movement you can't you can't 
kill an idea, you know, all of the cliche stuff, more and more people. I was on a brand new podcast today, another player just fell into the rabbit hole October 2020 already creating the podcast wow. like this this shit is happening so quick now yeah. and you know you you put bitcoin search in spotify or apple pods or something like you get a list yes. you used to get two or three if you were lucky and think about like the reach that that's getting uh, yep. you know it, it doesn't matter if you're getting 250 listens a show or 25,000 listens a show the more and more that comes different people find it this thing grows it's unstoppable it's inevitable ghost acts and fucking sats if you're listening because i'm getting bullish as we're talking we touched 50 grand again today Uh, this thing goes up yep yes you're right it's exponential now i mean the reach as you said the more and more people creating stuff about the content about bitcoin reach more and more people yep well this is my thinking about that is we're all it's it's tacked it's it's um um floors okay mm-hmm. so at first there was the ogs and then there was uh Sephidenemos, let's say uh or or uh, antopoulos okay mm-hmm. and they wrote books antopoulos wrote a very complicated book but it was a book needed because people need to understand how bitcoin works in the internal of how, how the internal bitcoin were, were working and after that comes jan pritzker who I th- I'm pretty sure he did read Mastering Bitcoin <laughs> to, to write his book. But there's after that, there's Jan who wrote his book. And after that, there's me who mm-hmm. wrote Mastering Bitcoin and Inventing Bitcoin. And I had my own abstract of I will explain all Bitcoin work to my mom. So, 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 um, uh, so, um, Antupolos didn't write the book for his mom. He wrote his book for, for Jan. And Jan, Maybe he wrote his book for his mom, but I'm not sure if a, if a, a standard mom will understand the whole thing. Uh, but I wrote the I wrote uh, sorry I, I read the, Jan's book and I wrote my book for moms because I don't go as far. I just go up to the point that I, I, they will understand how mining works and and how how transact, transaction works and addresses works. It's kind of easy uh, the way I I, I, I I say it. So so it's all and there's someone's gonna come after me reading my book and's gonna explain it to another uh, uh, um, other people with his own way. So it's 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 floors. Uh, it's uh, sorry. It's block. It's yeah. It's actually blocks. blocks. Yeah. <laughs> That's we build. It, and and at the top, it, well, and each block has a. Um, a target audience mm-hmm. and and we had more and more target audience uh it's the same with podcasts there i guess there's podcasts that are more uh advanced and 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 and, and there's podcasts that are more uh a user uh, well uh, more friendly for noobs so so we create content for all that target audience and the more there's there's content the more audience we reach and and this is this is exactly uh, and yeah so th- the last thing is that Francis Pouillot is is in my book. is a very important uh, uh, Canadian Bitcoiner, mm-hmm. and and it is he did his um, he, he, he was working at the Ambassade Bitcoin in Montreal, and he reached out to uh, thousand ten, tens of thousands of people face to face in Montreal. So that that was his way of of uh, reaching people uh, with Bitcoin. But it's one to one, and and I took. 
uh, I ask a lot of questions to Francis and uh, and I, I have Francis as my book. He helped me and uh, other guy, he already spilled, helped me with Bitcoin Montreal. So, so his work is uh, uh, reflected in my book and my book's going to reach more people, I hope, than he reached face-to-face because it's uh, it's dematerialized. So so anybody can buy it and, and, and read it. You don't, I don't have to be face-to-face with all those people to orange pill them. So, so yeah, so he did his work face-to-face. I, I did my, I do my works with the book. You do your work with the podcast. So everybody is reaching out to people his own way, but Francis would not be able to reach a thousand hundred thousand people face to face because now he's doing something else he's doing infrastructure for bitcoin so his, his time is more is better used for something else so it's now our turn to reach to people and explain bitcoin to people so it's passation of of um uh of the how you call it the témoin in french when do you run the baton, uh, the, the baton. yeah yes. so we're passing so maybe someday i will start do i uh, will stop uh, doing um, uh, uh, education about Bitcoin. Maybe I'm going to, I don't know, build a company. I, I will not actually, but yeah, that could be the, well, that's what's Who Jan. knows? Who yeah, knows? Yeah, no. Exactly. I'm not an entrepreneur, but Jan did that. And yeah. Eddie, Andy, we did that. So yeah. So yeah, that's how I see this whole thing. It's we're, we're all working together in this direction. It's the, very important. The pleb baton gets passed down and down and down and that's the way it needs to go it doesn't need being passed up the pleb baton needs to be passed down to that next noob and that next pleb that's going to to pick that up look at it get interested by it and go create something for for others that are coming behind them uh yeah it's uh, it's the passion that that drive all that passion very important completely passion and a huge sense of responsibility I think yep. runs runs um, through almost all the con- content creators that I have spoken to. That they they just get overwhelmed by this kind of like magic secret that they've discovered, and they and, want to shout it from the rooftops. And but that's the closest people won't listen. And that's the difference between, I guess, Bitcoiners and the other all corners. I think they don't care. They just wanna. They just wanna chill something, or they, they don't really care. About, I, I don't want to make enemies here, but but and and it's not obviously it's not obviously it's not everybody who's in that. But there's a lot of content in the altcoin uh, world that people are just chilling something just mm-hmm. to pump their bag. Mm-hmm. I don't see that in Bitcoin. No. Every every serious Bitcoiner that's creating something, they're not here to pump any bags. We're here to talk about money and inflation and hyperinflation and central banks and and how that is all that's always driving our, the world to to a catastrophe and how Bitcoin can fix that. That's what we chill. I think all corners don't chill that. They either no. chill a token or or to pump bags or I don't know. I as I said, I don't want to make enemies. It's not everybody, but. You can easily see that on YouTube. Uh, it's it's not everybody. Not it, it's not everybody um, that's down the chain. It's everybody that starts the tokens and shills the bags. Yeah, that that exactly. they are bad actors. Um, yeah. They they truly are because what they'll do is that they will pay an influencer to go and start shilling it. Right. So the the the, the kind of way I try to distill it down as much as possible, like shitcoins need influencers 
Bitcoin has educators. Like that's what? it. Wow, perfect. It's it's exactly what I mean. Yeah, we're not influencer. We try to educate people on different subjects to make them realize the importance of Bitcoin. That is very, very different than influencing people on buying a token. It mm -hmm. is very different. Yeah. Completely. To two sides of the same token. <laughs> Jeton. Jeton. <laughs> <laughs> David, great place to leave it. Thank you so much for spending so much of your time and talking us through your your collection there. Like I said, for anybody that does want to see that, um, I'll, I'll put this one up on the YouTube channel as well. So you, you've got some visuals. Uh, do you need to chill anything before you leave or anyone? Obviously, your book, where can people find it? Yeah. And yeah, let's the make website. sure we can... The website is Tout Sur Bitcoin. Uh, it's a title, toutsurbitcoin.com. You can buy it on Amazon, uh, in France on uh, FNAC, uh, FNAAC. I'm not sure how to say that. I'm, I'm, I'm from Quebec. Uh, so uh, yeah, the, our, my editor is Dicolan. You can find the book there too. The English version is, is a work in progress right now. I have also translated um, uh, inventing Bitcoin, so l'invention de Bitcoin in French, uh, so inventionbitcoin.com. You can find a book there. I'm translating Nick's book right now. It's a scoop. Uh, so um, near and money, we're translating, translating it right now with uh, with uh, my editor and a, and a friend. How, how and, do you uh, say layered money in French? What's the title going to be? La monnaie multicouche. <laughs> so layered, it's cush. And multi right. is, yeah, multi-couche, layer in money. So la, la monnaie multi-couche. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we're translating it uh, right now. And, and, and if, if, if I could just say one, one last thing is that mm -hmm. if you're uh, with a group of people and, they're, and, and you have read like two books about Bitcoin and, and, and you have not figured it all out and, and they're, they're really roughing you up uh, intellectually, just don't give up. Just just listen to more podcasts, uh, read books, and and someday you're you're gonna be back and you're gonna be able to answer their question. That's why I wrote my book. Uh, it happened to me. Uh, I was rough, rough, uh, roughed intellectually by by very smart people because I was I didn't know how fiat worked. I learned how fiat worked. Um, what has government done to our money? Great book uh, for that. And, and after that, I was able to, um, to because the people, my conclusion about it is that the people who are trying to destroy Bitcoin are not applying, well, not destroy, but the, the, the uh, sorry, people who say that Bitcoin is not good are not applying the same intellectual uh, thinking to their own fiat or their own platform because it just works. It works for it works for them. So they're like, I want, I want, to, I want not question the question the dollar or euro. It's it's working, but they are not applying the same uh, uh, the same intellectual um, thinking uh, for their fiat to Bitcoin. So you have to study their fiat to 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 ask them question about their fiat fiat and make them um, uh, think. And after that, maybe they're going to say, oh yeah, so. So Bitcoin doesn't have intrinsic value. That's a good thing. So because they say, well, Bitcoin doesn't have intrinsic value. That's not a problem. Though. It's a feature, and 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 you have to you have to continue your your research and your idea until you can you can um, argument with 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 those people. 
my, my, my message is don't give up. Just continue reading and someday you're going to reach uh, that level of knowledge and you're not going to be roughed intellectually anymore. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Great message for the plebs, a rallying cry. So, David, thanks for, for taking the time and it's at David St. Ange on Twitter. I'll make sure that's in the title of the show so the plebs can come and find you and, and reach out. Thank you. All right, brother. Thanks for having me. Have no problem. Day. Been a pleasure. Take care. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that rip with uh, David, David. Please go and check out his book. Make sure you visit his website. It's uh, toutsurbitcoin.com. I will put that in the show notes. For all of you French speakers that may be listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Go check out David's book. He's written an absolute banger. And keep an eye out for it. It's coming out in English, like he said. And this is going to be something that you will want to add to your stack of books. Support a pleb and and carry this message forward, which is what we're all just trying to do, right? So if you are sitting there and you think you've got something to say, whether that's in video format, podcast format, the written word, dance, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Doesn't matter. Do it. Get out there. Show yourself and, uh, you know, help the plebs that are coming behind you. Last chill for the show sponsors. Make sure you're taking control of your coins, guys. Please, that's that's a big message I want to get across to you. Use the Bitbox O2 Bitcoin-only hardware wallet. You can find it at shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten. You can stack, you know where now, coinfloor.co.uk, swanbitcoin.com, and relay.ch, all forward slash bitten. Catch you on the next show.